Today we would like to talk about making the most of a recession. We have Michael Hodgeford, who is a cross-cultural coach from High Mountain Products, and John Ruay, who is a business coach from Achieve Your Dream, to help shed some light on this topic. There is talk of an inverted yield curve, President Trump's ramped-up trade war with China, the UK leaving the EU and the European Economic Union failing to gain growth. The talk of an upcoming recession is beginning to dominate the news. This generates fear and insecurity in an already weakened worldwide community who have suffered low wage growth, change in employment and a weakened housing market in much of the Western world since the global financial crisis, GFC, in 2007. Despite the doom and gloom, there are opportunities in a recession, as longed by many in the series of recessions since the Great Depression of 1929, and we will identify a few during this podcast. The effect of a downturn in the market has strong implications on businesses of all sizes. But an economic downturn isn't always bad. Opportunities exist all around us. We just have to open our eyes to them. Of course, certain prospects that are readily available in a booming market are non-existent. Instead, business owners should direct their focus elsewhere. A recession is possibly the best time to launch a new business or to expand an existing one. It is also a great time to get ahead in your career. I know this sounds counterintuitive, so let me explain. First, the media goes nuts during a recession. They turn a little bit of negativity into a mountain of pessimism. This makes a lot of people financially paranoid. People become socially conditioned to expect the worst. If you buy into the social hysteria, you become a victim too. But if you tune out such stupidity, not watching TV helps a lot, and maintain a grip on rational thought, you'll see some amazing opportunities popping up everywhere you look. During such times, people get scared and start cutting back on expenses. They cut some of the fluff from their lives. They stop buying so much stuff they don't need. This causes some businesses to do poorly, especially businesses that don't provide stuff we really need. We can live without new credit cards and gas-guzzling SUVs for a while. Those non-essentials can be put off. We also become more sensitive to receiving genuine value. When we spend money, we want to make sure we're getting a fair deal. Consequently, businesses that provide genuine value can actually do better during a recession. More people will flock to those businesses in tough times, while the fluff businesses will become more and more paranoid. In the USA, there are a lot of fluff businesses. Many are based on the moocher mindset, trying to extract money without providing fair value in exchange. A lot of the dead or dying financial companies are like that. The American auto industry has been contracting as well, at least in part because they've been creating inferior products that people don't really need. What do you think, John? That is so true, Michael. Many people do some really dumb thing in an attempt to earn more money. They buy into lame money-making programs, join and provoke useless MLM schemes, 
multi-level marketing scheme, and fall prey to scammers. The cotton, the common pattern is always the same. They are focused on trying to make more money. They make it to their top priority. They think about it constantly. But they keep getting sucked into trying to make, make more money without providing any real value. And it's unsustainable. In the end, this sort of thing eventually self-destructs. The only way to succeed with it in the long run is to find lots of suckers and basically rip them up in order to enrich yourself. Most people have a strong enough moral resistance to this sort of thing, but they'll sabotage themselves from going too far with it. This isn't the path of long-term abundance. It's a path of scarcity. As a general rule, the people who are most focused on trying to make money usually do much worse, not better. The exceptions are those who are able to, suffi to sufficiently kill their conscience so they can remove any incongruencies about ripping people off. But again, this is a pretty rare exception. Most people would rather deal with scarcity than knowingly rip people off to get ahead. So they just make the bare minimum to meet their needs and avoid getting ahead. But there's a much better way. Michael? There is a smarter approach. However, instead of focusing on trying to make more money, put your time and energy into creating and delivering real value. Find a way to give people what they want and or need. Take note that the keywords here are create and deliver. Creating value means expressing your, your unique talents and, and skills in a way that can potentially benefit others. Delivering value means ensuring that other people are actually receiving and benefiting from the value you've created. If you don't do both in some fashion, then it's going to be hard for you to generate substantial income, especially during a recession. I'll explain why. If you only create value but don't deliver it, then your value isn't being received by anyone. So how can you receive value such as money in return? I see this problem a lot with creative types, such as would-be artists, musicians, and writers. They may spend lots of time honing their craft, but if they don't actually get the value into the hands of sufficient numbers of people, they struggle financially, and this hurts them creatively too. Did I explain that okay, John? Brilliant, Michael. Generally speaking, people who create and deliver value are doing just fine. In fact, I'd say that most are doing better, not worse. Many of these people are seeing their income go up during this time. People who don't create and deliver value are seeing their finances grow progressively worse. This leads many of them to panic. So they head even further away from creating and delivering value, such as by chasing lame money-making schemes, which only quicken the decline to insolvency. I know it seems logical that you are seeing your finances decline. Then you should focus single-mindedly on trying to make more money as quickly as possible. People fall into this trap all the time. This is absolutely the wrong strategy, though. I know that sounds counterintuitive. 
The correct strategy is that when you see your finances decline and you want to increase your income, then you need to focus on creating and delivering more value. If you do that, then you're going to do the very thing that will generate a sustainable income increase. Michael will explain how this works. So how does one generate income from creating and delivering value? Can't you run into a problem of creating and delivering lots of value and making no money from it? As it turns out, making money is the easy part. If you create and deliver value to people, the income opportunities will literally come to you. People will practically line up with ways for you to make money. I'm serious. Here's how this works. Now suppose you get good at delivering value, and in this case you can generate income by plugging other people's value into your delivery system. For example, a blog is, a great delivery, del is great at delivering value. It's a very efficient medium for that. But since it gives value away for free, it doesn't generate income directly. However, it can generate plenty of income by promoting other people's products. You can earn six figures a year just from doing that. The product publishers come to you. You get way more offers for this sort of thing than you can handle. It doesn't require a lot of work to do this. Once you have a system for delivering value, you can plug other people's value into it and generate lots of extra income. If you have the means to create and deliver a strong value, you'll have so many opportunities it will be totally ridiculous. First, you can plug the value you create into other people's delivery systems. You can earn ongoing royalties and such. This is easy residual income. Secondly, you can plug other people's creative value into your own delivery system. You pay them a royalty on the sales, and they pay you as an affiliate. Once again, you generate ongoing residual income. As long as you're selective about the products you promote, doing your best, doing your best to ensure that they provide strong value, everyone is happy and everyone wins. Thirdly, you can plug your value into your own delivery system. This is something I intend to explore in the future. It simply means that I could create and sell my own product direct. Many of the coaches have already done this with great success, releasing ebooks, audio programs, DVDs, etc. They create the value and sell it directly to their visitors. Anything to add, John? No, I think you covered that perfectly. Here is something that I found on the internet. Then there's the law of cycles and rhythms. This is a sine wave, and it always turns out okay. The good times will return. Like fashion, economics, trends, up and up and down, and then up again. There's no need to panic. Recessions make millionaires. Certain informed people make more in troubled times than any other time in history. You can decide if you're going to struggle or strive in this. So here's four points to think about. The self-employed entrepreneur adapts. We're proactive. We alter our approach. We change time. The average person is reactive, eats up the propaganda and stares scared at the backing call of the media. Our business relies on sales by providing valuable products and services to the public. 
Others care about bling, keeping up with the Joneses and having the best toys, expensive and superficial. Three, we think about abundance and optimizing, looking for opportunities. Most of the population will focus on scarcity and will medicate themselves with food, alcohol and other numbing habits. Four, marketing is the key. Direct response marketing that asks for action. Everyone else will engage in the activity called waiting. Remember that waiting is an activity. Okay, so there is an economic problem. We can all agree on that. But here's the thing. In a recession, people make fortunes. This is an opportunity. The average person is going to panic and freeze like a rabbit in the headlights. It's not the economy that determines how well your business is going. It's how you react to it. Michael, I believe you have some specific tips to offer out for our listeners. Yes, that's right. But before I proceed, I must warn our listeners that this is general information and does not take into account their specific circumstances. And so before implementing any of these suggestions, get qualified advice, as there is no guarantee that these can be used to make money. Indeed, you can lose money. Having said that, here they are. How to make money during the next downturn. Number one, be okay with no longer making money. The first step to making money during the next downturn is to be okay no longer making money during, up, during an upturn. In other words, you must methodically sell off risk assets like stocks and real estate the longer we go in the cycle. It hurts to miss out on gains, but missing out on gains is the only way to not lose money. Your goal is to time your asset allocation so that you have the least amount of risk exposure when the cycle turns. The problem, obviously, is that nobody knows when the cycle will turn. To get a better idea of where we are in the cycle, it's important to study history and make an educated guess. The bull market, <clears throat> the bull market lasts on average about 97 months or eight years each and gain an average of 440 points in the Standard & Poor's 500 stock index. By comparison, bear markets since the 1930s have an average duration of only 18 months or 1.5 years and an average loss in value of about 40%. If we are to say the recovery began in 2010, then 2018 is the ninth year of the current cycle, with the Fed starting to tighten <coughs> valuations closed all-time highs and earnings growth slowing down. We can conclude that it is logical to start taking some risk off the table. Two, be at least neutral when the, circle, when the cycle turns. There is a growing probability that there will be a recession before the end of 2020, 11-year cycle. Therefore, you want to move mostly to cash and CDs before then or have short positions that outweigh your long positions at the very end of the cycle. Remember, even if you move to 100% cash or CDs, you are still going to make a guaranteed 2% on your money each year based on today's risk-free rate. 
you must weigh your guaranteed return against the possibility of missing out on further gains or the possibility of losing money. If you have already made over a 200% return in the stock market since 2010, it is so bad to, is it so bad to only make 2% a year instead of potentially 8% a year if you have to take more risk? If your property equity is up 500% since 2012, do you really want to pay three more years of property tax, mortgage, and maintenance expenses if prices might fall flat or go down 20%? These are some of the questions you should ask yourself. Three, take some risk and get net short. The only way to make money, make a lot of money in a downturn is to take risk. This means losing money if the downturn never comes. The easiest way to short risk is to buy an ETF that goes up when the underlying index it tracks goes down. You can also short individual stocks as well if you feel you have an edge and want more direct exposure. The stocks that usually get hammered the most during a downturn are high beta stocks with weak balance sheets and no earnings. On the other hand, cash-rich mega capitalization companies that have a long history of paying a dividend tend to go down the least. Think about names in the utility space and consumer staple space like AT&T or Procter & Gamble. They are not only high profitable, but also have enough cash to last them through years of unprofitability. Thus, given we know the average recession lasts only 18 months, many investors seek relative safety by buying utility or consumer staple stocks. Four, go long volatility. You can also go long volatility by buying volatility ETF such as VXX. During the early 2018, 10% sell-off of the S&P 500, the VXX doubled from $25.68 to $50. The same thing has happened with the August 2019 sell-off. Just beware that going long volatility for the long term is a losing proposition due to a thing called decay. Go, five, go long U.S. Treasuries. When the world is collapsing, investors tend to seek out safety of U.S. Treasury bonds. Two of the most common ETFs to buy are IEF, iShares 7-plus-year Treasuries, and TLT, iShares 20-plus-year Treasuries. Buying TLT will give you more upside and volatility given longer duration bonds are more sensitive to interest rate uh, changes. Gold on gold. Gold is a hard asset that also tends to do well during a downturn. Even though gold generates no earnings and provides no dividends, it is a commodity that can be traded. The more dire the economic situation, the more valuable hard assets become. The largest, most popular gold ETF is GLD, followed by IAU. By checking the GLD historical chart, it did phenomenally well from October 1st, 2008, up until early 2012, plus 170%, before fading as the bull market took off. Seven, go long yourself. The people who don't lose their jobs in a recession are those who are too valuable to their firms. <coughs> 
Therefore, build enough skills, client relationships, and internal goodwill to be forever employed. You are likely your largest money maker. Going to business school part-time is a great investment because not only will it build new skills, but if the firm has invested by paying a large proportion of tuition, they will want to recoup their investment. Besides getting more formal education, you should put some time aside each week to exercise your creative mind. Maybe you'll write a counter-cyclical book or come up with a song that earns royalties or start a website that earns advertising revenue about your favorite hobby. These extra engines could blast you off into financial space. Wow, they sound like great suggestions. Okay, Michael, could you, sum, could you please sum up? To sum up, this is what we have covered today. Recessions will come and go and can take and can be taken advantage of, provided we remain logical. During a recession, people dump the non-essentials first, people on value. Some people seek money, but that is not a wise strategy. The smarter option is to put your time and energy into creating and delivering real value. We showed you three ways to deliver strong value and make money as a byproduct. Recessions eventually turn. We gave you four things to think about, and then we gave you seven ways to make money in the in the next downturn. Thanks, Michael. That sounds terrific. What great advice. Thanks for coming in to assist with making the most of the next recession. You have really covered this subject well. Well, it's my pleasure, John. Uh, could you give our listeners your contact details? Yeah, John at ayd.net.au. Could you give us yours, please, Michael? Uh, you can reach me at High Mountain Products, all one word, at hushmail, H-U-S-H, mail.com. I'll be happy to hear from you. Okay. Thanks again, Michael. Bye. Bye, John. How long did that last, Michael? That must have been 12 or 13 minutes. Hold on, I'm still recording. Oh, 